you ever hold back from being your brightest self for fear that you'll be judged? Or maybe you have boldly stepped forward and you've met resistance, pessimism, fault-finding that's cloaked as advice, misunderstanding, harsh assumptions, and even offense. Maybe you go to great lengths to be careful and respectful, and yet you still find many naysayers or those who criticize, object, and oppose the good that you're trying to do. The more these little jabs occur, the more you doubt yourself and wonder if stepping forward was the right choice. Maybe you've discovered these deep hurts, especially when several of these naysayers are friends and family who you thought would have your back. If this is you, hang on, my friend, you are not alone. And this episode is especially for you. I'm Kendra Nielsen. Welcome to Fulfillment Therapy, where you will improve your relationship with yourself, your loved ones, and with God. You'll find healing, wellness, crucial mindset shifts, and self-development help. I'm a licensed therapist, personal trainer, and coach. In this podcast, you'll learn the skills and confidence needed to transform your life from merely surviving to living a fulfilling, flourishing life. You can't reach your God-given potential and become who you were meant to become by remaining where you are. If you're ready, we'll create an ignited life you can't wait to wake up to. And yes, it's possible. It's your time to shine, my friend. Welcome to episode 19. Handling Haters, Secrets to Managing Hurt, Misunderstanding, and Offense, and How to Turn It into Fuel for Growth. This episode is a hard one for me today because my feelings are still pretty raw on it, but I also felt like that's why it's important to share, because it's real for me right now and maybe for many of you too. I want to start with a quote by Winston Churchill. He said, you have enemies? Good. That means you've stood up for something sometime in your life. If you would have asked me six months ago if I had enemies, I would have said no. I have done a lot to prevent myself from having enemies. But now that I put myself out there, that's a little bit different. And I don't think enemies in the sense that people are viciously attacking me. But it can come in many ways, and some of those ways are more hurtful than those vicious attacks from strangers. If you're listening to this episode, then the chances are high that you felt misjudged by others. And maybe that's only happened in tiny ways, but probably some really big ways. It can be so hurtful and create major doubt that it's hard to overcome alone, especially when talking about it feels vulnerable and the last thing that you want to do when you're hurt is to open up even more. I mentioned before, but I do a lot of trauma therapy and my clients look for those negative cognitions and beliefs that have prevented them from thriving so that we can process them and work through them. And I can't tell you how many heartbreaking stories I've heard about how some of their loved ones are the ones that have hurt my clients the most. And those cause those negative ripples 
I imagine that these family members are probably largely unaware of what they've caused. But these things create addictions and lost dreams and low self-worth and so much more. In therapy, I see the unseen. I see both the positive and the negative ripples that are created in lives. And I'm continually amazed at the power each one of us holds. Yesterday was a really hard day for me. It still is hard for me to think about, actually. It was Mother's Day, and my kids were being unusually unkind to one another, and then to me. I honestly think it was probably the first really bad Mother's Day I've had. Every one of my kids was struggling, and two of them were struggling a lot more than others in ways that were more unseen. They've had some personal challenges that are not appropriate for me to share publicly on a podcast. But I'm to this stage in life where I'm finally experiencing some of those bigger challenges that come later on in life when your kids aren't so small. Several of these happened while I was at church in the middle of listening to these talks about these great mothers and I lost my composure. I couldn't keep back tears for several hours and I ended up hiding in an empty classroom and even in the kitchen, any place I could find so that I could just grieve. And there's some very beautiful, sweet, tender moments of people being very kind and loving to me in those moments when I needed it. When I finally started to move past those things, I was then told about a close loved one that had said things about me and this podcast that were really hurtful. I've mentioned before how hard it has been to put myself out there and especially to be seen by loved ones and be, to be more visible for their potential rejection. Well, I was rejected. I was the topic of gossip, and it hurt, and it still really hurts. Especially because they gave me a very different response, and I felt betrayed. I felt naive. I felt so disappointed. And I can't even tell you all the feelings that I felt, because it's this big, tangled ball of yarn, it feels like, of all these feelings that are kind of coming to the surface. So my kids made me this really nice dinner last night, and the evening honestly was going really well, and it had turned around, and they're being so loving. I think they sensed my heartache and reined it in a little bit. But at dinner, my kids kept asking, Mom, are you crying happy tears or sad tears? My hurt was so big, and my heart was already tender from earlier that day, and I admitted that my tears were from hurt but also happy tears because of their kindness and the things that they were doing to show their love for me. I let them know that I was grateful and that I was going to be okay. It was really hard to find composure that night after hearing some of the things that had been said to multiple people. As I was seeking for my own healing, I was doing some researching and I came across several little quotes that I thought might be helpful for those of you out there that have experienced something similar. So I just want to share those 10 quotes and then end with my own quote that I created. I'll just give a little bit of tips on each one of these and how it can help us manage our hurt and overcome that misunderstanding and offense so that we can use that for fuel for growth. And as a reminder, I'll share all of these quotes in the show notes if you want to go back and see them at all. Number one, haters don't hate you. The reality is they fear that they will never be able to get where you are right now. And that's by Leah Remillay. As I've mentioned before, I really like 
positive psychology, and I don't even like the word haters because that puts us in a negative mindset. But for the purpose of simple clarification, it's really just anyone that's not supportive and is holding you back and is holding you down, even if they don't realize it. Because I think a lot of times, haters are unaware of what they're doing. Maybe that's because they haven't done the inner work and they haven't looked inward themselves. Or maybe it's completely innocent. It's often hard to know unless confronted directly. My sister and I talked later on on Mother's Day, and she asked how my day had been. And I told her that it had been pretty difficult. As I shared some of the experiences, she very sweetly said something along the lines of this quote, that sometimes even she feels insecure when she sees others succeeding, and it stirs something in her. And I agree. And I agree. I've seen that within myself, that shadow side that's in all of us. It can sometimes feel easier to pull the other person down with our words or even actions than it is to face the shadows in ourselves. I've definitely felt that same envy for others, and I'm not even saying this loved one felt envy, but maybe it is something like that. It's, it's hard to know without addressing it directly, and I plan on doing that, but I didn't want to do that on Mother's Day, and I still plan on doing that very soon. Number two. Most haters are stuck in a poisonous mental prison of jealousy and self-doubt that blinds them to their own potentiality. And that's by Steve Maraboli. Again, it says that we're stuck in a prison of jealousy and self-doubt. And that makes us blind to our own potential. When we are doing things that are hurtful to others, we're hurting ourselves more than we're hurting them. The jealousy and self-doubt that's created in others really does blind us to our own potential. And it's like that envy is a nail that's keeping us pinned to the ground. I'm always surprised how much energy people put in to tearing down something else that someone is building. Why spend all of your time and efforts doing something like that instead of building your own castles? I think this will probably always confuse me and baffle me. But this is probably something that I need to have more acceptance about because it will keep happening. And like I opened with, Winston Churchill said that if we have enemies, that's good because we've stood up for something in our lives. Number three, it's better to be hated for what you are than to be loved for what you are not. And that's by Andre Guide. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I don't really know. (laughs) I really appreciate this quote because I feel like for most of my life, I have actually lived in that space of trying to be loved for what I'm not. And I know most of us can relate to this in one way or another, even if it's small things. Like trying to be what your siblings want, trying to be acceptable to friends in school or at work or with your extended family or whatever that might be. But how much better is it to really live an authentic life than to simply be loved for what you are not? There's no glory in that. There's no joy in that. So if I were to give you any advice or myself any advice, it'd be to celebrate being hated for who I am instead of being loved for what I am not and stepping forward even when it was hard. Number four. This is a little meme that I found, and I thought it was cute. 
Dear haters, I have so much more for you to hate. Just watch. I don't want to stay in the weeds here and lick my wounds, but I do love that visual that's like, no, I'm not going to let this hold me back. I'm not going to let this negativity and this hurt keep me down. If it does, then you win. And I won't let you have that power over me and my life and in the lives of my loved ones. Maybe you can think of a time when you have let the haters win and you have let the hurts and those beliefs that it created in you hold you back. Well, today is a new day and you can move forward and you don't have to let it hold you back anymore. Number five, haters are my favorite. I've built an empire with the bricks they've thrown at me. That's by CM Punk. I really like that, actually. I used to be more of an artist. I don't do a lot with it now. I can just imagine this picture, this painting of building this beautiful castle or this empire or something amazing with all the opposition that's thrown at us. And that visual is very powerful to me right now, especially when there's a big part of me, that natural man that just wants to stay there licking my wounds and wants to question what I'm doing and really just wants me to give up. Instead, I can choose to be an owner. I can choose to collect those bricks and build something beautiful, and especially when it's hard. Number six. I don't worry about haters. They are just angry because the truth I speak contradicts the lie they live. And that's also by Steve Maraboli. I won't go into all the details of this, but I see this a lot with my counseling clients. Once they really explore the negative belief that they have that was many times created because of how someone treated them, they discover that the reason that person was so angry and activated and felt that need to tear them down was because it stirred something within themselves that they didn't like. Like I mentioned earlier about the shadow self. And it does contradict the lie that they live. So this is something to just consider that when hate is being hurled at you, that it's often more about the other person than it is about you. Number seven, people are probably not happy with their lives if they're busy discussing yours. This is a little bit more about the gossip side of things. And as I was reflecting on the hurt that that gossip caused, I realized that I am far from perfect myself, and I need to remember this, that my words really can tear down or build, and I want to be very careful in how I use them moving forward, because I know how hard that was for me, and I definitely don't want to do that to someone else, intentionally or unintentionally. So be mindful of that and make sure that you are not gossiping about others in a way that would hurt them if they were to have that repeated back to them. Number eight, haters don't really hate you. They hate themselves because you're a reflection of what they wish to be. And that's by an unknown person, just like the last one was. I forgot to mention that. So I don't need to say much more beyond what I had said earlier here, that it does stir something in them and reflect something back to them that is very uncomfortable. And we talk about that a lot in therapy too. We're most activated by people that have qualities that we despise in ourselves. 
So that coworker you really struggle with or that family member that you have an issue with, just like I've mentioned several other times, what does that say about you? Do you see some of their shadows in yourself when you are being really honest? And if so, what can you do to address that instead of just avoiding it and neglecting those things? Number nine, learn to use criticism as fuel and you will never run out of energy. That's by Orin Woodward. I like that because that's shifting that perspective and that mindset and changing it from victim to ownership. It's a very important step to acknowledge that there is hurt and that there is pain because that helps us heal. But as we are able to heal and validate the feelings within us, then we can move on to more ownership. And as we take that ownership, we can do what this quote says and let that criticism become fuel. We can allow it to energize ourselves and move us towards greater growth than ever before, instead of letting it pin us down. Number 10, let them judge you. Let them misunderstand you. Let them gossip about you. Their opinions aren't your problem. You stay kind, committed to love, and free in your authenticity. No matter what they do or say, don't you doubt your worth or the beauty of your truth. Just keep shining like you always do. And that's by Scott Stabile. I love that. That goes very well with my other favorite quotes. From C.S. Lewis to the palace and mansions to Marianne Williamson with her letting our light shine. There's just so many elements to that. I don't even know what to say. I I think I'm going to read it one more time because I really want to end with that positive quote. And then I'll share my own that I wrote out. Let them judge you. Let them misunderstand you. Let them gossip about you. Their opinions aren't your problem. You stay kind committed to love and free in your authenticity. No matter what they say or do, don't doubt your worth or the beauty of your truth. Just keep shining like you always do. When I first read this, I think I cried a little bit more. Like I said, I've been feeling a little tender. But I loved so many parts, especially that part about being authentic. That authenticity. Stay committed to love. And I love how it says, stay kind, committed to love, and free in your authenticity. Really what they're saying here is just commit to being your best self, even when people throw other things at you that are hurtful. Don't doubt your beauty and just keep shining. Okay, this is the last one. And this is my own combination of a bunch of different things I've been feeling and looking at and thinking about. Your loved ones may be among the first to try to talk you out of greatness. Some of them will try to discourage you from doing something significant because it makes them feel small. Walk boldly into the unknown through fear and rejection. Don't let loved ones or other haters stop you from changing the landscape of your life. You'll be rejected and it will hurt, but they can't see what you see. Keep making your vision a reality. Hold your head high. If they don't get it, stand up straighter and step forward anyway. 
Don't lose your confidence. You have gifts and you know your potential. Don't allow yourself to be stifled. Let your ideas come to life. Keep showing up. Let their disbelief fuel your convictions and thank God that it didn't keep you down on the ground. You are meant to soar. So surround yourself with eagles and let go of haters that try to convince you that you're meant for depths and not heights. You're here to build a legacy and to pave the way for others. The world needs more mentors and eagles. Don't let other people come in the way of your dreams, even if they're loved ones. Don't lose your focus. Don't allow any haters to become obstacles. Bring the unseen to life. Create the reality you want. Look for light in the darkness and move forward, especially when you feel alone, because that is when it matters most. Don't stop believing in yourself. You are God's miracle. You were made for greatness. And you are never, ever alone. So this is my quote, if you can call it a quote, but just something that I wrote out, like I said, after doing a lot of research and studying and the things that stood out to me the most that I wanted to remember. So in a sense, this quote is just a mantra to myself and hopefully to others that you can repeat when things are challenging. And for those of you that may not be Christian or have different beliefs, whatever they are, I hope that they can still resonate with you and you can alter them in a way that gives you strength because we all need more of it. I pray that you will use your words to lift others and to inspire others and to help others soar. And that when trials come and people arrive that try to pull you down, that you will not allow them to. That you will remember your worth. It really helped for me to reach out to my sister and a friend because I knew that it felt too heavy in those moments to bear on my own. And I am so grateful for those seen and unseen angels that help through challenging times, whether that be with haters or whether that be with family challenges or whatever it might be that threatens to grind us down into the dirt and potentially keep us there. I pray that you'll remember these words anytime you feel like you can't get up again. I know that the power is in you. And if you don't feel like it is, then pray to God for help or the universe or whatever it is that will give you that extra strength. And again, remember to hang on. Remember to stay kind and committed to love and free in your authenticity. Remember your beauty and speak your truth and just keep shining like you always do. God bless you, my friends. If this podcast has helped you gain the insights and skills needed to propel you towards transformation and joy, the number one way to help me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. Like you, I'm striving to become my higher self by helping others thrive. And I do that most effectively if you use your influence and give a review. Share this episode with a friend or share it on social media and let others know how it has helped you. 
I would be so very grateful and excited that we're creating positive ripples in so many lives. If you want to connect, you can find me on Fulfillment Therapy on Facebook and Instagram or go to fulfillmenttherapy.org. Thanks for listening and shine boldly and brightly, my friend.